Hello again. This is Ben Hopkin with Acting Without the Drama, where we keep the drama on the stage and in front of the camera and out of our personal lives. Welcome back. Very glad to have you here again. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about movement. Movement is something that is hugely important when we're talking about the craft of acting. As I've mentioned many times before, it's really vital that we make sure that we get our performances into our body, that our performances are flowing from our bodies instead of just coming out of our brains, which is where a lot of us operate when we first start acting. So learning how to stop thinking so much, get into our bodies, allow our bodies to inform the choices that we're going to make, is really a huge part of becoming a successful actor, one that's really going to affect audiences. So as we start talking about movement, specifically today we're going to be talking about Laban movement. There was a dancer, actually, by the name of Rudolf Laban, and uh, it's Laban if you're American, it's Laban if you're British, uh, but basically he developed a system of notating movement, and specifically what we're going to be talking about today are the eight efforts that he described. So the way that uh, we're going to do this is I'm going to start off by just talking about those different efforts, the eight efforts, and I'm going to explain them. Basically what Laban did was that he took three different areas within movement and sort of showed the different ways that you can do each of those. So the first area is, is the movement strong or is it light? And then the second area is, is it direct or is it indirect? And then finally, is it sudden or is it sustained? Now, when you combine each of those areas, you find that you end up with eight different verbs that express that kind of action. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through each of those individual verbs that help to describe kind of a way to adapt ourselves physically. Now, the place that I've found this to be the most use for me is really in developing character. One of the things that we really don't think about all that much is the way that we move through space. We have our typical way of moving through space and that's the way that we move. And we typically don't really go outside of that all that much. We may embody two or possibly even three of the eight efforts on a regular basis, uh, occasionally stepping out of those, but generally staying sort of within a certain range. And as a matter of fact, as I start going through this, you will probably be able to identify what you are, what your effort typically is, and also the effort that your friends typically embody. As you go through each of these three different areas and determine, okay, is this person strong or are they light? Are they direct or are they indirect? Are they sudden or are they sustained? You can start to identify the verb that they typically embody. Now, for my purposes, I generally use these efforts not as a tactic, although they certainly can be used as a, as a tactic if you want to. I use these, again, typically to change the way that I move through space so that if I'm doing character work, if I'm doing something that is outside of what I would normally do, I'm finding a way to really embody that character in a different physical way without being fake about it. I mentioned the fact that there are these three different areas, uh, the first of which, again, is, is the movement strong or is it light? You'll sometimes hear it referred to as heavy or light. Now, this has nothing to do with weight. This has to do with the effort that you're putting into the movement. 
there's a difference between bench pressing 300 pounds and just bending down to pick up a piece of paper. One is light, the other is strong. And as we are engaging with someone, how much energy do we put into it? Do we come across in a really strong way? Do we move through space in a strong way? Or is there a lighter energy about it? Strong or light. That, again, is the first of the areas. The second area, then, is direct or indirect. When I'm moving through space or when I'm communicating with someone, do I hit it straight on or do I kind of move in a curved line? Generally speaking, someone that is direct maintains eye contact quite a lot. Someone that is indirect might look off to the side or might gaze off and then every once in a while bring it back around so that you can see that that's sort of more of an indirect kind of way of approaching things. And then finally, is it sudden or is it sustained? Is it a quick motion or is it a motion that is smooth? If you are musical at all, these would be expressed in terms of staccato and legato. Those would be the terms that you would use. So is it something that is a repetitive motion or is it something that is sustained and smooth? So when we start to combine these, these are the efforts that we end up with. If I am strong or heavy in my effort, if I am direct in that effort, and if I am sustained, as you start thinking about what kind of verb would encapsulate all three of those, what you end up with is a press or a push. If you think about it, when you are pressing something that is a very direct kind of motion, it's a very strong motion, and it's also sustained. It continues. It's smooth. And as I start thinking about who for me embodies that kind of press, the performance actually that comes to mind is Alan Rickman in Harry Potter when he plays Professor Snape. To me, really embodies a press or a push very well. He is very strong, he is very direct, and he is very sustained. And as I go through each of these efforts, I'm going to try to find someone that I think kind of fits the bill so that you get an idea of what I'm talking about. So the next one that we are going to talk about is strong or heavy, indirect, and sustained. So as it is strong, but coming from an indirect kind of way, coming sort of in a curve, the effort or the verb that we're going to use is ring, and that's W-R-I-N-G, ring. So that you're ring, like ringing out a cloth. That's kind of the motion there. That's the effort. And for me, someone that embodies that is Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. That, for me, if you think about it, again, she was very strong. She was definitely sustained. You didn't see a lot of staccato movements with her. But it was more indirect. Many times she wouldn't actually look at the person that she was talking to. It was kind of coming from a curve. Uh, think of it a, a little bit like throwing somebody a curveball. You're not coming straight on. You're tricking them a little bit. So for the next effort, again, staying with the strong efforts, strong or heavy, direct, and sudden or unsustained. Now we start getting into some of the more staccato efforts. And when you start describing that, this is a punch or a thrust. That is direct, it's heavy, and it's unsustained or sudden. And for me, a performance that goes along with this 
is Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda. And I just want to mention here, if these are performances that you haven't seen, I would highly recommend that you go back and watch them. Kevin Klein actually won an Oscar for this role in A Fish Called Wanda, which it's fairly rare for someone to win an Oscar for a comedic role. But if you go back and watch this, he is incredible. He uses his body like no other actor I think I've seen. So for me, that performance was really a punch. He was very direct. He was very strong, and it was very staccato. Next, we, again, sticking with the strong verbs, the heavy verbs, we are going to go with strong, indirect, and again, unsustained or sudden, which is then a slash. So that when you think about a slash, it's coming sort of across the body. It's indirect in that fashion. It is sudden or staccato. And again, it is a very strong kind of effort. And someone that embodies this for me is Al Pacino in Scarface. If you think about him, he's so kind of random and very staccato and definitely strong in his characterization. And as we're going through this, I'm hoping that you're starting to see that these really are things that you can embody as an actor. This isn't a kind of intellectual exercise to just sort of see who does what when. This is really for you as an actor to be able to learn how to express these kind of efforts yourself. When you think about Al Pacino, he is certainly not a slash in everything that he's ever done. If you think about him in The Devil's Advocate, to me that was more of a ring, I would say. Or possibly even a float at times, because there are times that he sort of lightened it up. And then if you think about him uh, going back to uh, The Godfather, that was very much a press. Now we're going to shift over to the lighter efforts. And really for me, when I think about strong versus light, in a way I kind of think about someone that's got raw, sort of almost uncontainable energy when I think about the strong efforts. And when I think about the light efforts, it generally has some sort of sophistication to it or a kind of grace, at least in most of the cases. And as we go through some of the ones that I think are very much these lighter efforts, I think that you'll see the difference. So the first of these light efforts is light, direct, and sustained. So again, if you're moving in a straight line, it's very smooth, and it's a light effort, this then becomes a glide. And for me, there is no one that does glide better than Cary Grant. Go back and watch A Philadelphia Story. This is Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart. And it's really an amazing film. It's a lot of fun to watch. And Cary Grant is definitely a glide. He's just so smooth. Really works well. The next one that we're going to talk about is light, indirect, and sustained. So this is moving in a curvy kind of fashion and still staying very smooth, very legato, and keeping that light energy and this then becomes a float. And when I think of float, I think kind of like a butterfly. And to me, probably a perfect example of this is Johnny Depp as he's playing Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. That is such a floating kind of energy to him because he is kind of random, but it's smooth. It almost feels like he's on a ship the entire time that he's talking to you. He's moving back and forth and it has this movement like a like a wave or or it's just really smooth it's great to watch then moving on to light direct and sudden or unsustained 
This then becomes a dab. And Joan Cusack in School of Rock, I think, is a, is a really good embodiment of that effort, where she just kind of dabs at you. She's very direct, but very light, and very, very staccato. It's just a really, really delightful performance. And then finally, light, indirect, and unsustained or sudden, which then becomes like a flick. Flick, flick, flick. And Hugh Grant in Music and Lyrics, again, is a good example of that particular effort. So as we've gone through these different efforts, these different verbs that are part of Laban's movement or Laban's notation of movement, you can really see how it's possible to shift from one of these efforts to another. If you are generally comfortable in a glide, then try changing it up a little bit. Try changing one or two of those elements. If you are generally light, direct, and sustained, like a glide, change the light to heavy and see what happens when you press. Or change the light to heavy, light to strong, and also the direct to indirect, so that all of a sudden now you have a ring. And just start to experiment with these different efforts and really changing the way that you move through space. This is a particularly valuable tool if you're using a couple of contrasting monologues. When you are asked to perform contrasting monologues, one of the things that they're really looking for is for you to step outside of what you've done in the first piece in that second piece. You, they really want to see something different. It's not just about doing drama and then doing comedy or doing a contemporary piece and then doing a classical piece. It's really about seeing a change of character. And so one of the things that can really help is changing the movement, changing the way that you move through space. And as you embody these different verbs, you'll find that it really helps you to just sort of crystallize that characterization. The other thing that this can really help to do, each of these efforts in its own way has kind of an emotional quality that can go along with it. So as you start to experiment with these different efforts, see how it makes you feel. See how it feels in your body. And again, as we go further and further away from being stuck in our heads and really incorporating the rest of your body, really incorporating ourselves, you'll start to find that your body really knows what it's doing. It takes over for us and it really starts to inform our performances. I love a good physical performance. I love to watch someone that is into their body, that, that really expresses themselves physically. Probably the only part of episode one of Star Wars that I really enjoyed was watching Darth Maul because it was such a physical performance. Now, there's a really good reason for that. He's an incredible martial artist. He does all kinds of fight choreography. That's really where he comes from. And if you notice, he didn't have too many lines. But that, to me, was such a wonderful thing to watch. I wanted to see more of him. And, again, it's not necessary for you to be a gymnast. It's not necessary for you to be a martial artist. It's not necessary for you to be incredibly fit. Although I would suggest as an actor that you do what you can to stay fit. But it's not about that. It's about allowing yourself to be in your body. Chris Farley, actually, certainly not fit. When you watch his performances, he was definitely connected with his body. And you can, you can see that in any compelling performance. You're going to see some aspect of them incorporating their bodies. This is so much fun for me to talk about. 
I probably spent a little bit more time than I should have on this, but I just have had so much fun talking to you today. Very glad to have you here and go out and act. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Acting Without the Drama. For more information and to follow my blog on acting, please go to www.actingwithoutthedrama.com. To contact me with questions or ideas, please email me at actingwithoutthedrama at gmail.com.